Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 32 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Thank God it's Friday. I'm looking forward to the weekend. It is Easter weekend, and uh, we'll be celebrating with family and friends. hope you guys have a a great holiday and here we go let's get into this journey updates all right guys this is the kind of week i don't like to have a show (laughs) um well we had a gain and i can't say i didn't expect a gain coming at some point you know you have so many weeks of losses. At some point, you have a gain, and it's, you know, some people call it an adjustment, you know, like your body is adjusting now to the new lower weight, but it's not, you know, the weights you achieved may not be the true weight, and so there's an adjustment at some point. In You know it's such because you change nothing diet-wise, you change nothing exercise-wise. It's just a weight fluctuation that happens that is completely out of your control. You've changed nothing. And so this week I gained 3.6 pounds. You know what? Any any gain sucks. And this brings my total loss for the month of March down to 2.8 pounds. Total loss so far since I started back in January 2019 is 120 pounds, 120.2 pounds. Pounds to get to 125 milestone now are 4.8 pounds. The pounds to get to the 253 goal are up to 22.4 pounds. And the pounds to get to my big goal, which is to lose 200 pounds, is 79.8 pounds. You know, hey, there's no way else to say it. It's a disappointing week. You know, even though... You have had previous weeks of complete success. And, you know, that's exactly what they are. Complete success. You come to this week where there's some sort of an adjustment and, you know, you have to report it. And uh, you have to remain accountable to everyone. And it sucks. But it's part of what I adopted. If I did not want to make myself accountable like this, then I wouldn't have made a podcast. Or or I would have made a podcast, maybe I would never have talked about my weight loss, uh, my personal weigh-ins, 
on this podcast, but I saw another way to keep myself accountable to my actions, having to report to you guys week after week. And so I do it. I do it knowing it keeps me on the straight and narrow path to do the right thing. But you win some and you lose some. And that's kind of my, my topic for this week. You know, when you have expectations in your journey and those expectations end up leading you to disappointment, what do we do, right? We've all expected to be at a certain point, at a certain time. We set these time goals, you know? And a lot of the times we don't, we don't meet the time requirements we expect of ourselves. There's no promise of when you will hit a goal. There's only the promise that if you do what you're supposed to do, eventually you will hit the goal. Regardless of circumstance, if you keep doing what is required, eventually you will hit the goal. That's the only promise we have. And what's the promise when it comes to Weight Watchers, as long as you track, weigh and measure, and move, you will have success on the plan. It may not be in your time frame, you know? And this is just part of life. It's part of, it's part of what we deal with, you know? Especially, there's a reason why they call it a lifestyle, it's because it's going to be for the rest of our lives. And maybe, yeah, I am, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. I have these time things in my head. I, I, I set goals on timelines, although I don't do it as much anymore because, God, when I set, I was setting time goals for when I approached the 75-pound milestone and I was setting time goals when I approached the 100-pound milestone, but not as much as the 75. The 75 was such a diff- disappointing approach <laughs> that I it was like time goal I set after time goal, and I kept extending it, extending it, extending it. And I realized that was, I think, the milestone that taught me the most about setting goals for time. Because those are the ones that disappoint you the fastest. Setting up, a, say, I'm going to be down this many pounds by this date. That is a recipe for failure. If you want to be down 75 pounds, no, no, no gripes. I have, I, I am right there with you. Setting a weight goal, no problems. But adding a time limit to that weight goal, you're asking for trouble. And I'll, I'll, I, I had set. I hit the 50-pound mark in August 2019. So only, I started January 29, August, I lost 50 pounds, never exercised a second up to that point, and dropped 50 pounds in seven months, basically. So when I hit the 50-pound mark, I had set every goal that I had based on the next WW milestone. So the next WW milestone after 50 is 75. So the the first goal I had set for 75 was that I would be down 75 by the 
Saturday, the, uh, the last Saturday weigh-in before Thanksgiving. So whatever date was the last Saturday before Thanksgiving, that was the date I wanted to hit 75 by. And I worked. I worked hard. There's no, no if ands, or buts about it. I worked hard. And this is when I said to myself that I knew losing 50 with no exercise was wonderful. But I just knew in my head I wasn't going to lose another 50. I wasn't going to get to 100 without exercise. That's for sure. So I decided to start exercising. And I've told this before. I made small commitments to myself, starting off 20 minutes a day for three days a week for four weeks. You know, and I stretched it out a little bit more each time. But as I introduced more and more exercise, it became the... It's almost weird. It's weird to experience the frustration that comes along with introducing exercise because here you are, the first 50 pounds just basically fell off. And now you're, without putting any work except for tracking, weighing, and measuring. That's what I did. Make some good choices, food-wise. Track, weigh, measure. No exercise. And so the 50 pounds just fell off with almost no effort. And so here I am thinking, okay, now I'm actually putting work in and now is the time it should fall off faster. That's the, that's the logical brain thinking, right? But no, it actually slowed down, to be honest with you. My weight loss rate slowed down. And the more weight you lose, the slower it starts to come off. And that's just natural part of the journey. Don't get me wrong. But the, when you, it still doesn't stop you. When you introduce exercise like this and you're, you're, you feel like you're doing good for yourself, it does not stop you from thinking the weight loss should come off quicker. <laughs> and I actually had more gains after I started exercising than I did before. Don't get me wrong. I had plenty of gains leading up to the 50-pound mark. But I had more unfounded gains, gains where I didn't feel like I deserved them going to 75 than anything else. So needless to say, the Saturday before Thanksgiving 2019 came and went, and I was not near 75. So I said, okay, we're going to readjust this goal. We're going to set it for the Saturday before Christmas. And Saturday before Christmas came and went again, nowhere near. So then I stupidly set the goal for New Year's, <laughs> which is what, a week later? No, still not. It took two more timeline goals being failed for me to say, I need to stop setting a time limit on the goal to get to 75. I believe, and I stupidly didn't have this up and, and ready to look at for you, but I believe I hit the 75-pound milestone finally in February, if I, know, if I remember correctly. It is 
I'm doing this live. Sorry about that. 75, yes. February 15th was the initial time that I finally hit 75 milestone. And, you know, hey, it sucks, but it is part of the journey. And I learned, (laughs) it was like a, I, it was a, a beatdown course on never set a time goal on a, on a weight that you wish to be. Never set a time goal. And uh, it, it was it was a it was a lesson in patience in the most of of out of the whole thing. It was a lesson a lesson in patience. But when you're disappointed like this, how do you deal with it? Are you are you someone who immediately says, "Oh, okay, the weight, the the scale is not going in my way, so I'm going to dive into the refrigerator," because nothing in the refrigerator is going to make the scale give up. <laughs> nothing in the refrigerator is going to make the scale say, oh, "Okay, fine, she's mad, he's mad. I'll find, I'll, I'll actually start moving." Nothing in the nothing in the fridge is going to is going to enable that. You know. And I'm not going to say I never thought about it. I'm not going to say I was never frustrated enough to just want to go and eat whatever I want. I had very, very people, I I very much love in my life that at these key moments, they always had something to set me straight. They would always say a thing that would snap me out of it. And there would always be someone that came along at the right time when I was in this frustrated mode that would say, hey, Come on. Number one, stop setting time goals. Because your timeline is not your journey's timeline. Just keep doing the work. It'll come when it comes. And that was the lesson. The road to 75 was the lesson in do not set time goals. Because you're just looking for disappointment after disappointment after disappointment. So my goals became... Stay consistent, stay consistent, stay consistent. Never make a change unless a trend dictates otherwise. And that's where I came with my whole system of never making a change unless the trends were, were consistent three weeks in a row. If I had three weeks in a row of gains, that's when I would make a change. As, as I, I know there's so many of you right now that think that's just nuts to watch the scale go up three weeks in a row and change nothing until the third week. But it takes a lot of courage. Don't get me wrong. It takes a lot of freaking courage to do it. But sometimes it's just an anomaly. Sometimes it bounces right back after one week. Sometimes it bounces back after two. Sometimes you get three gains in a row. And that's when you say, time to make a change. And I firmly still go by this now, even today. Here I am over a year into the journey, 120 pounds down, and I still go by that now. I make no changes in my routine, no changes in exercise, no changes in eating, unless the scale goes up three weeks in a row. And that's just how I approach it. And the last thing you need to do the last thing you can do to fix your disappointment is invade the refrigerator. 
Because <laughs> all you're going to do is create the cycle of guilt all over again. You're going to go and pig out, eat whatever the hell you want. You're going to feel even more like, even more shit than when you first went into the refrigerator. Whatever, however angry you felt when you went into the refrigerator, you're going to be 10 times worse than that being done with the refrigerator. And there's, there's no other way to say that. And then you're going to beat yourself up even more. And maybe you eat it even more after beating yourself up. And then you're going to get to the point where you're going to say, you know what, enough is enough. And you're going to make a declaration. You're going to say, that's it. I'm back on track today. And for all you know, you're going to go through this moment where you start to do good again. And then something else happens to, to disappoint you. And you're right back into the refrigerator. The, the, the important thing is to recognize that this is a cycle of shame and guilt that you're dealing with. And to get yourself out of it. Get yourself out of it. Because you can circle for years. You could circle for years in this. And unless somebody points it out to you and says, hey, you got to stop this. You can't, there's no answer in the refrigerator to why the scale went up. There's no answer to the refrigerator why it just didn't go down. If it stayed, if it stayed right where you were, there's no answer in the refrigerator for that either. And there's no answer for when you, when you have a big loss there is no cel- no celebration in the refrigerator either. Because then you're just right back to where you started. All of these things. Because the shame cycle and the reward cycle, they're almost one and the same. You make a declaration. You do good. You get results. You reward yourself. Then you reward yourself too much. Now you feel guilty. Now you, re, now you plummet out of control. You're swirling out of control. And then you get to the point right where you are making a declaration. So just as much as failure can cause you go, to go in through this spiral, success can cause you to go through the same spiral. It's just a few extra steps. And you got to know where you are at all times. You got to know what you're thinking, where your mind is at. Only you can do it. No one can do it for you. Well, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about not only did the scale disappoint me this week, but uh, a shopping trip disappointed me too. So it's been a disappointing weekend all around. And we're going to get into that when we come back. So stay with me. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to The Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello, or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. 
We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. We've been talking about dealing with disappointment when you have expectations that don't go your way in this episode. And I had a bunch of, I had a disappointment this week at the scale. And you know what? I can't say it wasn't expected, but that's not even the biggest disappointment of the weekend, to be honest with you. And I'm going to tell you a little bit more about this. You see, one thing I've always wished I can have is to look to look so good that you make the clothes you wear look good. Not for the clothes to make you look good, for you to make the clothes look good. Like, they put a suit on a mannequin and they make that... the the body shape of that mannequin so perfect to make the suit showcased. Okay. And that was one of my dreams to be so have a body that was so good that I could put a suit on and make the suit look good. Not to make the suit, not to have the suit make me look good. And I always had this dream in my head that I would be wearing a custom made three-piece suit one day. That's that's my style. I like the vest. I like when you could take the jacket of a suit off and still look like you're wearing a jacket. You still look formal. It's not just the tie hanging down, whatever it is. You still look uh, well put together because the vest is there. And there's some people that think that's old-fashioned, and I don't really care how you feel about it. <laughs> but it's just what I want. I want that three-piece suit. And I've wanted it, man, I've wanted it my many years, many, many years. I used to say that if uh, I would love having a job where it required wearing a suit every day and to be so, you know, so successful at everything, <laughs> I, uh, it's off topic, but, you know, people dream of, you know, like finding a magic lamp and you rub it and you got the genie pops out and gives you three wishes. And I always say that I only needed one of the three. I didn't need all three because with one wish I can take care of everything else. And I would wish to be successful at everything I attempted and everything else would fall into place. And that was the one thing I wished for most of my life was success. And to have that three piece suit meant success to me. And it still, to this day, means success to me. And maybe you guys think that's foolish. Hey, it's just me. It's what I think. It's what I want. I don't know what else to say. But I don't know if you've ever heard of the show. But there was a TV show. It's over now. But I believe you can catch it on Prime, Amazon Prime. It was called Suits. And it was the world of corporate law. Okay? We're talking about copyright and uh, all kinds of things. And there was one thing that always, people always said to me, I missed my calling. I should have been a lawyer. And I, I, there's not a day that goes by where I don't 
I don't believe that they're right. I, I mean, I, I believe that they're right, and I did miss my calling, and I could have been someone in corporate law arguing in, in a courtroom. And this, this show, Suits, was my favorite show. I mean, even today, I'll, start, I'll just feel like the, the pull to want to watch it from episode one and start over. It's like nine seasons long. And the character in the show, his name is Harvey Specter. And this guy is the epitome of success. And, I mean, he's good looking. He looks, I mean, he makes the suit look good kind of guy, right? And he just is, he oozes success. Everything about him to the point where he has a little bit of arrogance, but it's almost charming. It's not like he's this guy you're going to hate because he's too arrogant. I just, I loved the character. I, I, I always... If there was anyone I pictured to be, <laughs> if there was anyone that I could say, can I snap my fingers right now and become, it would be Harvey Specter to have that personality, to be so successful, you just can't see, you trust your gut so much because of your past success that you just can't see you can do anything wrong. Just to be that good at something. And when I first started watching the show, I became obsessed with the show instantly. Because it was everything, everything, the world of law and everything else that I like. I used to like Law and Order a lot, and I loved the courtroom part of Law and Order. But this was a completely different ball game. It was just an air, uh, an air of confidence that, I mean, people only wish to achieve this type of confidence. And you know what? If you have access to Amazon Prime and it's something you'd like to try and watch, I guarantee you'll love the show. Maybe you won't like Harvey as much as I do. (laughs) Maybe you'll think he's a little more arrogant than I do. But if there was one person I ever wished to be, to have that status of being so successful, you are bordering arrogance. And you're you're tiptoeing across that line, but you know, you know when to step back. You know when to, you know, like... You have this thing where you say, okay, I, I, I get it, I get it. You know, you've gone a little too far. But to push the limits based on the confidence you have in yourself, that's, that's, I mean, that's everything I've ever wanted. And so that brings me to my shopping experience this past weekend. You see, my daughter's communion, first communion is coming up. And the suit that I own is now way too big. The waistline of the pants is 55 inches. The jacket is looks like it belongs on Like I look like a little kid putting on grown-up's jacket. And I had thought that there would be possible maybe to tailor it, but it's just way too much material. It would look re- really weird to try and tailor this. So I had it in my head, because I still had plenty of weight to lose, I had it in my head that I would rent a suit, okay? And I knew that men's warehouse rents suits, So that's what my mission was. Starting Friday, that's what my mission was. Walked into Men's Warehouse, got measured, and I I can't say the image of Harvey Specter wasn't dancing in my head on Friday because I had dropped 123 pounds Well, at, at that time. That was before I realized I had a gain. But I was down 123 pounds, and I was feeling good about myself. I had just put on an extra large shirt for the first time in God knows how many years. I still haven't been able to figure that out the last time I wore an extra large. It was in grade school, 
for sure. Grade school. We're talking about up to sixth grade. Somewhere somewhere before, leading up to sixth grade, that's when the last time I wore an extra large. So I was going in there with a high. A high that because I had put on an extra large for the first time in God knows how many years, that I was going to have that feeling uh, even a little bit. I knew I wasn't there. You know, I knew I wasn't Harvey Specter suit-esque, but I was close. You know, I feel like that I was a lot closer than I was when I started in 2019. So she started taking my measurements, this woman, and uh, right away she starts talking about, oh, I'm kind of in between sizes on the waist, so the pants are going to be a little bit too big. They're going to send them too big, the, and we can't tailor them because it's a rental uh, they can tailor the length, that's it, not the width. And she said another one was going to be, the coat was going to be too long because I'm short. And if, you know, basically they would need to take about four inches off of the length of the coat. And if they did that for me, then the pocket would not look right. The pocket on the jacket of the coat. And the vest that I needed to wear had a little extra room because, again, I'm in between sizes. So little by little here, you could see where I'm going with this, how I went from feeling like, was there a possibility I could reach for Harvey Specter-esque suit wearing to like, I felt like I was plummeting at that point and it was a little out of control. And then it got to the point where the shirt and the shirt is what I was most concerned about. Okay. I was most concerned about the shirt because when a, when a fat guy puts on a suit shirt. They measure it by the neck. And I'm sure all of you already know this. And I don't need to really explain it. But they measure by the neck. But when you're fat, your neck doesn't coincide with your stomach. Right? So I have a 17 and a half inch neck. And a normal, healthy person with a 17 and a half neck says that 17 and a half inch neck means they have this size waist. I don't have that size waist. So this causes me to need a larger neck size. And, you know, and when you're a fat guy wearing a suit and you're putting on a shirt that is a bigger around your neck than it needs to be, and then you put a tie on 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 top of that, it just looks sloppy. It looks like you're wearing a suit that's too big. The neck doesn't match up. And it's just as simple as that. And you may think that's petty and... And it's, it's, to me, it was very annoying to think I was walking in there and thinking I was going to be in a great place. And the woman's telling me, no, 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 I'm going to definitely need to order you a 19 and a half inch neck. In my closet right now, I have a 20 inch neck on my old suit shirts. 20 inch neck. What, what, what's a half an inch? What are you kidding me right now? I put that shirt on and it's like I'm wearing a smock. There's no way I, I could need a 19-inch, but she was insistent. So I ordered the suit, and I said to her, I would find my own shirt and my own tie. And they didn't have any, I mean, I tried on a jacket for size, I tried on a vest for size, but I didn't know what size shirt to get. And I went home, and I was disappointed. I was very aggravated. Got it in my head that I would go back to Men's Warehouse, but act like I was shopping for a shirt. And maybe if I didn't go into the suit rental area, I would not see this woman again. I could just quickly try on a shirt, see what it fit like, you know. 
and try on anything but a 19 half. I would start at 17 and a half and work my way up, not from 19 and work my way down. That's for sure. So we grabbed a 17 and a half and I couldn't even get it over my shoulders. So, all right, that's out of the question. We went to an 18. Now the 18 fit. It was only like two fingers away, one or two fingers away from my neck. Okay. So not bad, but not perfect. I started buttoning the buttons and the buttons all buttoned on the 18 inch neck as long as I was standing up. When I sat down, they started bulging like they wanted to burst open right on the belly. And this disappointed me. But part of me said, you're getting a three piece suit here. The vest will cover this area. If the if the vest will cover this area, what's the big deal about unbuttoning those two buttons to give you relief in that area when you're sitting down and then just rebuttoning them when you stand up? What's the big deal? No one's going to see it. The vest is going to cover it and you can do whatever you want. You can have the look you want. You just have to just improvise. So I was like, okay, fine. And then I tried looking for a shirt. They had nothing in the store. Even, I mean, the quality of shirts seems to have declined. And I don't know if it's because everything, they make everything now these days, it seems like to be good enough, but not over the top. Nothing is above and beyond anymore. Everything is just good enough. And everybody just accepts that that's the way, no one, no one demands excellence anymore. Where I used to walk into men's warehouse and the shirts that were there looked like really nice. And now they just look like everyday casual shirts. And this is supposed to be a shirt that I wear with a suit. What are you kidding me? But um, they had nothing in the store. So I, I got it in my head. And sure enough, the woman that I dealt with the day before finds me. She sees I'm holding an 18 inch shirt and she tells me right away, no, 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 that's not good for you. That's not good. You can't, I would not buy this shirt. And so she's already frustrating. In 30 seconds, she's getting me to the same level of frustration she did the day before. And I understand where she's coming from. She's trying to make it so that everything works out in my favor. And she's been doing it. I'm not trying to tell her how to do her job. But she doesn't know that I'm willing to leave two buttons unbuttoned because I'm covering it in a vest anyway. She doesn't know that. Because in the name of getting that shirt as close to my neck as possible, I'm willing to leave buttons unbuttoned. And maybe, just maybe, by May 1st, maybe I'll be able to sit and the buttons won't be bursting anymore. Who knows? And if not, fine. I have plan B. But it was so aggravating. So aggravating dealing with that woman. Even the second time. The second time it wasn't as bad as the first because, you know what, I was already done. I had a number. I had a measurement. I had an 18-inch neck that would fit the stomach standing up. I knew what I needed to do. I didn't like anything in the store. Let's go home, look at the men's warehouse website, and see what we can find. I was hoping to get something feminine in color in honor of my daughter getting her first communion, get something pink or something lavender with a really extravagant tie. And even the tie, the quality of ties nowadays, they just look like crap. I was very disappointed in that too. But I came home, I found a shirt, in my size, not any of the colors I wanted. It was just white. And I, at that point, I had given in and said, you know what? It is what it is. It's going to be a white shirt. Got the white shirt. 
And uh, I haven't gotten it in the mail yet, but the shirt is ordered. I'm happy with it for now. We'll see what happens when the suit comes in and I have to go and get fitted for the final fitting. But it's been a tough weekend. It's been a tough weekend. And all that said, I, I feel like I dealt with it. I didn't come home and felt like I wanted to binge eat, that's for sure. And maybe two years ago, when I first started, maybe it would have been different. But not this time. And so all of that storytelling today brings me to this. You know, there's no doubt about it. This weekend just sucked. It was a complete reminder of everything. Everything that got me to hit rock bottom in my life. I realized that there's never, just when you think you're strong enough, just when you think you got it, you got it understood, something happens in life that reminds you, no, you don't know nothing. You don't got anything handled. You're still the same guy you always were. And I'm going to show you how you are. In 20 minutes. In 20 minutes it took to make that appointment. To do that appointment. Get measured. It was a complete reminder. Of everything. That got me to hit rock bottom. Everything. And it sucked. It truly sucked. And there's nothing I can tell you. Except. Just when you think you're strong enough. That's when you need to go back to the beginning and start over. Because you're, you, when you think you're strong enough to handle anything, that's when life shows you how much of a fool you are to actually think that. Go back to the beginning. Remember what brought you to this place. Because I don't ever want you to hit that rock bottom place again. But I didn't, I didn't get derailed. I got knocked down. I went into that fight an overconfident fighter. And I got knocked down in 20 minutes and they sent me out. But it's okay, I'm still here, I'm still fighting. I didn't go get, uh, fall off my journey. I was strong enough to get up and keep going. But not without reopening some old wounds but it's okay I'll be okay and I'll get to that point and I'll have that moment where I put that three piece suit on and I feel good and I'll feel like I'm making the suit look good I'm gonna have that moment may not be this year but I will have that moment when it's that time I will have that moment when it's my time to have that moment it will be mine Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.